Brothers and sisters, today is a wonderful feast for us Dominicans because it's a feast of the Holy Rosary. And given that Our Lady had given the Rosary as a devotion to propagate in the church to St. Dominic and his sons uh, and his daughters, um, that we are particularly proud of this wonderful feast uh, because of how much the church has been affected by this devotion preached by the Dominicans over the centuries. Uh, so many popes have wrote, written encyclicals on the importance of the rosary and about how it's a, a really important gospel prayer as we meditate on the life of Jesus in the rosary, um, but as well as it's a path to true contemplation. Uh, today's feast used to be called uh, Our Lady of Victory because of the victory of a small Christian fleet over a massive Ottoman uh, invading fleet uh, at the Battle of Lepanto in the middle of the 16th century. And what happened was that uh, the faith was a threat um, because of the invading uh, Islamic uh, Ottoman Empire forces who would no doubt try to stamp out the Christian faith and um, and prevent Christians from uh, practicing their faith. So it's a really important moment for Europe who was Christian and already uh, it many um, influences in Spain and Portugal. And this, if this Ottoman Empire had won, then uh, Europe would have been vastly different and world history would have been vastly different in terms of the spread of Christian faith. Um, at the time, the Pope and, and, and Europe was taken to pray the rosary to, to protect this battle. And uh, there was a change in wind and which allowed this a small Christian fleet to overcome this massive Ottoman uh, fleet. And, and so therefore they, they gave this um, battle, they appropriated it or they attributed it to the intention of Mary because of, of, of the call to pray the rosary beforehand. And so it became known as Our Lady of Victory for the, the, the battle. And then it became known as Our Lady of the Rosary because of the way that the rosary was used to draw down heavenly grace and power and favor from God. Um, at that time. And so there are many things we could say about the rosary. Uh, the rosary is is a Marian prayer, which means that it is centered on Christ. Um, you probably have heard me say before that Marian devotion is about Christ. I mean, that's who Mary is. If we're deeply Marian, we're, we are about Christ. Marian devotion is devotion to Jesus. This is Mary's whole life. She ponders Jesus. So the rosaries are truly Marian prayer. It's the spirituality of Mary, which is the spirituality of the church, because the church is fundamentally Marian, because she ponders Christ. She she meditates on Jesus' life, and, and, and she's focused on Christ. And so the rosary gets us, first of all, to ponder the Word of God. We pray the Our Father. We, 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 we chew it, if you wish, we, in our hearts. We hold it in our hearts. The Hail Mary, which is the angelic salutation of Gabriel to, to Mary. And then the words of Elizabeth, blessed are you among women. And then the Holy Mary came in later on. And, and it's just based on just church doctrine and teaching and tradition. So it's a prayer of the combined scripture and tradition, you could say. Because we know that Mary's intercession is very important for us because of the role that God has given to Mary in the plan of salvation. We ask Mary to pray for us at the hour of our death. Now, the rosary, therefore, um, is scriptural. It, it, it's the word of God. It, and because not only because we pray the word in, in the, the, the Our Fathers and the Hail Marys, but 
also that we're meditating on Jesus' life. And, and so there are many ways to, to enter into this path of meditation. Um, you know, we can simply um, have an image, a book. Sometimes people like to use a book where they use pictures and they treat it as with Mary, with, with them looking through the family book of Christ. You could say about the important events of Christ. Um, you, or you can just try and pray. And after a lot of practice, it becomes easier to do this because the Our Fathers and Hail Marys become more of a mantra and you could, it could quiet your mind to to just to hold the the mystery that you're in. You don't have to try and understand it, but just enjoy it, just to try and savor it. St. Thomas Aquinas teaches us that we should pray for the gift of wisdom um, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit to really enlighten our minds about the mysteries of Jesus' life. Because every mystery of Jesus' life is full of power, it's full of grace, because Jesus was God, but he's also human. And, and because of his human acts were united with his divine acts, they became eternal acts. So the mysteries of Jesus are caught up in eternity. In other words, they're, they're, they're in the present now. They're in the eternal now, you could say. And so they're, they're there mysteriously. So when we pray them, power flows out of them into our soul by faith. Faith, and I'm always saying this ad nauseum, faith is our contact with God. It's our contact with the mysteries. Faith is a supernatural force that puts us in touch with the eternal now, with all these supernatural truths in the heavenly places, in Christ's heart. They flow from him into our soul and they transform us. We don't always feel this, but we have to believe it. So the rosary then is a life changer. It's a transformer. It, grace flows from all the different parts of Jesus' life into us and into the church. And so, as St. Lucia said, that Our Lady has given the rosary. God has chosen the rosary a new efficacy for our times. So Our Lady told Lucia, or Lucia, the great visionary of Fatima, who died um, only within the last decade or so, um, she said God has chosen the rosary to be given a new efficacy, a new prayer. That's why the rosary is also powerful. It's not only just a meditation, it's a cause of grace. It, it, God has given us the ability to be instruments of grace in the world by partaking in his work. And by giving us freedom, God has wants us to, to, to dispense those graces. But ultimately, he chooses us to come ultimately through Christ, who is the mediator. But grace always flows into the church through Mary. She's a conduit because of that, that very basic principle that Mary was the instrument by which Jesus came into the world with the Holy Spirit. And, and there, that's a sort of a timeless thing. That's a timeless, eternal thing because of who Jesus is. Because he's divine and divine, divinity is outside of time. Divinity is now joined to humanity in Mary. And so this grace come flows into the church uh, through Mary. And so when we pray the rosary, we honor Mary. We don't worship Mary, but we honor her. And God has just chosen it as a very efficacious prayer um, to, to be... To, to effect what we pray for. So the rosary can be used for prayers, petition, to for us of favors and, you know, graces. Uh, it's also just to be prayed for, to enjoy God. St. Thomas Aquinas says the gift of wisdom allows us to, to savor the sweetness of God. But God is so wise and manifold that we savor God already in the diversity of the creation. Like different things give us different experiences. We could say that um, this taste of God is could be used for the word experience. 
Um, so that in the different mysteries of Jesus' life, we had different experiences of God through Christ or different tastes of God. So it's how the spiritual sense is also uh, just as real as the physical senses. So there is something that's called a spiritual taste where we could taste God. And this is a gift of wisdom, St. Thomas Aquinas says. It allows us to taste and penetrate the different mysteries of Jesus' life, which have a different feel, different texture, a different um, impact to on our soul. Like when we're meditating on the passion, it's different to when we're meditating on the joy of the good news of the angels singing over Bethlehem or we're meditating on the transfiguration, that, that light, you know, that is deep as opposed to meditating on the crucifixion. So there are different tastes. And so this, the rosary, you could say, is a banquet. It's, a, it's of different tastes. We taste different mysteries. We taste different graces. If we're really disposed. The problem is many times we pick up the rosary and we're not prepared properly to pray the rosary. We haven't really maybe centered ourselves, uh, trying to recollect ourselves properly. We, we might just pray the rosary out of duty, out of just let me get this over with. It, it's just, as opposed to praying it with love, as opposed to really praying it to find communion with Christ in the mysteries. The last thing I would say about the rosary too as well is that it is our liturgical prayer in one sense. Because at Mass, we celebrate all the mysteries of Jesus' life mystically. All the moments of Jesus' life are present in the Mass. But especially Calvary, the high point of his life, that act of his complete gift of himself to the Father. Uh, so the life of Jesus in the Mass is intensely present, uniquely present. And so in the Rosary, we it's a sort of a Mass. It's a sort of an extension of the Mass. When we pray, we meditate on the mysteries. We meditate on what... Uh, is truly an intensely present in the Mass. So the Eucharist, the Eucharist is a Eucharistic prayer. Uh, it, it, it's a way of spiritual communion with through faith. Our faith reaches out to God and touches Christ in his mysteries and the grace flows from these mysteries that are alive in eternity and uh, communicate grace to the soul. So the Rosary is a form of spiritual eating, you could say, and that's why it's so powerful. Because it's about gospel, it's a gospel. The gospel is the word of life. And so may Our Lady of the Rosary intercede for you today and help you to find deep joy and peace in the mysteries of Jesus.